Hello, everyone, and welcome back, 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 back to another episode of Evil Listen what I say. Oh. <laughs> Which song is that? Is that song called Hey Yo? It's called Snow Hey O. Oh, by yeah. The Red Hot Chili Pose. Oh, start another episode with the chilies. <laughs> there's, no, there's no better way to begin another episode of Evil Men. Chris, um, I like you? the Red Hot Chili Peppers and I love cheese. <laughs> Uh, Chris, could you off the top of your head give a top three favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers songs off the top of your head? Yeah, they're probably all going to come from Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Oh, okay. To be honest, I only started listening to the stuff from like the 2000s now. Mm, yeah. I just right. like, decided to check it out. I never, I avoided it for like two decades. Right. But it's but. aged like a fine and funky cheese. There's cheese again. <laughs> cheese oh. comedy is back, and we're the 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 finest purveyors of it. <laughs> Do you have any cheese <laughs> for the evil men? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, there's a deep cut on Blood Sugar Sex Magic called mm. Apache Rose Peacock. Mm. That one's really good. Um, mm. There's, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's hard. There's so it's many tough. hits. I put you on the spot, but. Yeah. There's, yeah. uh, yeah. Because I know all the old stuff more. Right. Okay. I'd have to think about it, but that one stands out as been played a lot in my life. Mm. <laughs> and of course, Give It Away is up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give so it away. There's a video where they, they painted themselves gold. I think, and stood in the Silver. desert. Silver. Silver, sorry. Yeah. Silver. And stood in the desert. That must have been quite a uh, a shoot. <laughs> you know what? You, yeah. I, I bet they needed a shower at the end of that day. They're hopping around. They're in a desert. They're covered in paint. No offense to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but they don't mm-hmm. always seem like they smell the best at the best of times. Yeah. Especially Chad Smith, the drummer. You, you know, think he's the stinkiest pepper? Yeah. Really? He comes, from Detroit. Th- he comes uh-huh. from Detroit and has more of like a hard rock 70s rock background. So he's just farting right. and he doesn't give a damn. Yeah, like he, like uh, Bonzo is his hero. Okay. <laughs> I would love to make a documentary where I followed around drummer. all of the, the, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers to find out which one is the stinkiest and really do <laughs> all sorts of tests. And uh, See, to me, I think it's a dead heat between Flea, Anthony Kiedis, and John Frusciante because they all seem stinky yeah. to me. I think, hmm. I think they're, that's like an impossible, that's yeah. a true three-way race. Right. Yeah. It makes yeah. sense. They all have their stinky aspects of, yeah, like <laughs> You all seem like if you sat next to any of them on a plane, you'd be like, oh, God. Oh, God, you stink, Flea. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is your pilot speaking. I'd just like to make an announcement. Uh, we've got some stinky men on the flight, and they are a very popular musical act. Uh, but please uh, just uh, just relax. It'll be over soon. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm sorry that I stink. 
I forgot Stink to use soap on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky dinky, stick it in. Um, well, Chris. all three of them are health nuts now, so they might stink in regards to having like vegan poos. Right. Yes. And using like, uh, what are those deodorants that stink? All natural deodorants? Right. Aluminum Organic free. Deodor- yeah. Yeah. Hey, oh. Yeah, I'd like, love to take you. As, <laughs> as part of this documentary, I would absolutely love to get, you know, stool samples from all of the chili peppers <laughs> and really analyze it in the lab and see, you know, what the hell's going on in, in their bodies. They've been well, such for the, sort it's of funny that you want stool mm. samples because for decades their female fans wanted tool samples from the boys. <laughs> oh god. They've been such hard partying drug guys. I feel like their stool would look like uh I don't know, a little just it, it would look like that husk. white dog poo from the 80s. Yes, like a husk of something. You would just go this person's not healthy. Wait, does dog poo no longer turn white? No, apparently that was like a type of food they were eating in the 80s. What? Really? Yeah, man. Jesus. Welcome to Evil Men, where you learn about consistently about the red hot chili pepper. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and facts about poo from all species. Oh, man. Well, um, we yeah. we did our first live show last weekend. And by the way, thanks to everyone who came out. Uh, it was a really fun time. But Chris, you even began our live show by talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. So, I'm sorry, I've been on a it was kick. Good. No, it was Their good. new it's album good. is really good, and I'm on, so I, that's, <laughs> but the, I'm on a kick. Yeah, the yeah, crowd loved it, good. the crowd were into it, and it really, it, it really made the night. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what? I want to brag, because, I mean, we were like, how's this going to go? Will we be able to keep, will stay, you know, fun energy the whole show? Will we sell it out? And we did mm-hmm. sell it out, I think. We sold out the goddamn events. venue. Yeah, We did. Yeah. And uh, it was a great show. People were like, it was this great energy, fun time the whole yeah. time. And you know mm-hmm. what? I don't know if you guys felt this, but it was like. It felt really f- nice and validating to meet these people who like it. Because when you do the podcast, you sort of don't get that reaction. And then actually seeing all these people, it was really cool. So thank yes. you so much, everyone, everyone who came. Yeah. Yes, thank you from the bottom of uh, bottoms <clears throat> of our bottom of our hearts or bottoms of our heart. Um, thank you. It was, yeah. really means a lot. No one showed up to beat us up or anything. No. Yeah, which we were sure might happen. It was great. Yeah. And you know we what? Made fun Mike, of so many evil men. Yeah. yeah. And actually, we, Mike, you were saying we forgot to thank. We did have three, no, four guests who Wait, helped guests? us out on the show. And we forgot, we forgot to, to thank, thank them. them on stage. So I guess we can do that now. Um, I'd like to thank, uh, on behalf of the show, uh, the great comedian Tom Henry, who portrayed Johnny Depp. And his Johnny Depp is getting a lot of praise of buzz. online. It was yes. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he sat in on the trial the other day and no one noticed that it wasn't Johnny Depp. It was Tom. Oh, that good an impression. He looked like him, too. Looked like him. Yeah, huge, it was crazy. Huge Pyrex measuring cup of wine. It was, it was great. Yeah. If Johnny Depp gets canceled because of, you know, by the sounds of the type of man he is in this uh, trial, hmm. then maybe Tom could take his roles in the future? Absolutely. That's a great idea. I mean, I'd love to see Tom and Orlando Bloom on a ship. Yeah. You know? What was that uh, cartoon? Rango? Maybe he could be in Rango 2. 
<laughs> Remember that? Oh. Johnny Depp? Anyway, well, it. we also had, uh, it wasn't just Tom Henry as Johnny Depp. We had <clears throat> Evany Rosen play a certain Adolf Hitler, and she did a yes. great job. Um, she did. We had Ennis Esmer play uh, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and our friend Isaac Winter played the Evilometer. And mm-hmm. I'm so sad that we don't have any pictures of, of him. And people who yes, weren't there don't absolutely. know what he looked like. Interesting thing from after the show, too. I don't know if I got it at the show or another night, but Mike, um, you know, I saw you had COVID recently. I did, unfortunately. I was looking at you and hearing your stories about having COVID and I thought, that sounds very (laughs) intriguing to me. So I went out and I got COVID uh, as well. So yeah. actually all last week I had COVID. And so what do you think, James? Is it fun? It's or? fabulous. Um, <laughs> you know, you lose a little bit of weight. You get an excuse to lie around. You're playing Elden Ring and no one can have a problem with it because you have COVID. What else are you going to do? Right. Um, it shows you how, what, what a big deal perception is in our lives. Like everybody's different perceptions. Like Mike. Didn't like having COVID, but <laughs> yeah. you loved it. And I loved that's it. Kinda, yeah. No, no, it rocked. Like, you know, devil horns. Yeah, rock on. It was nice. Yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so it, now yeah. Mike's had COVID. I've had uh-huh. COVID. Chris is the only one of the three of us who hasn't. And I, I said to Chris because Chris has been is out and about doing shows. I'm like, Chris, you remind me of Catherine Zeta Jones and Entrapment. <laughs> Avoiding the laser, uh, the lasers yeah. moving your bum up and down. That's you with COVID. I don't know how you're not getting it. And she's I very know. beautiful, also. Yeah. So am I. You're, yeah, like mm-hmm. in this sort of example, Chris, you're super hot. Yeah. Well, it also, I was thinking about it too, because I have been in a lot of situations. So, knock on wood, I, I don't mm. know how I've escaped it all these years now, but it yeah. must have something to do with this talisman I wear around my neck oh. that the, uh, a man in the middle of the Amazon jungle gave to me. Wow. What did he say? Mm-hmm. Well, I did not. I can't even paraphrase it because it didn't make sense to me and I don't want to sound bad yeah. trying to and, do uh, it. James, uh, newsflash, but uh, mystical men who live in the middle of the Amazon jungle don't exactly grow up speaking English. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Hmm. Wow. I basically gave him a bunch of Red Hot Chili Peppers CDs and uh, he gave me this talisman and uh, patted me on the shoulders and looked me in the eyes and said some stuff that made sense to him. And uh, then he gave me a bowl of soup and uh, some crackers that he made in the jungle. Are you sure you weren't at the Campbell's Soup Factory? (laughs) They have well, lots of maybe workers. because yeah. I was. Fl- <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, maybe it wasn't the Amazon. Maybe it was the Amazon factory. Mm. Um, no, but he. Uh, the Amazon warehouse, I should say. Sorry. They don't <laughs> manufacture their own stuff, do they? No. No. Um, yeah. So that's probably what it is. It's a big gleaming talisman that has a sort of like emerald in the middle of it. Wow. And uh, yeah, I've pretty I've had pretty good luck for a while, except for the type two diabetes. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just 
you know, <laughs> you know, you're a glass half full kind of guy. So it's like, if it's half full of diabetes, you know, whatever. And that yeah. glass has to be full of it, half or full yeah. or empty of water these days. Just water. <laughs> yeah. No soda pops, no boot beer. No pixie Chris- sticks. That's got to be ruled out. <laughs> That's a, the first thing the doctor said. Well, the first thing I asked was, what about pixie sticks? <laughs> yeah. And the doctor hey, said, you're a pixie stick. In doctor, my day, we used to punch everything. Doctor, can I still eat nerds and runts? <laughs> <laughs> Only banana runts. <laughs> uh, I've created uh, a company that creates organic, all natural ingredient runts and nerds. <laughs> Yeah, with greens plus in them. Has anyone ever been like, God, I'm so hungry. Got any runts? Yeah. I went to runts. Those runts. I was starving. I was starving. Yeah. Oh. So runts were like nerds, I love them, but runts I would de- settle for them, but they were like so powdery if you bit into them. It was just like biting into a, a bag of powder. You know? Not not the best. Yeah, well imagine uh you got a big oh. plastic bowl full of nerds uh, mm-hmm. watching a movie with your girlfriend. Yeah. And you put your hand yeah. and eat the nerds <laughs> out of the bowl like you would popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine eating that yeah. much nerds in front of a film. I, don't I know, thought you were going to say, well, I thought you were going to talk about like the whole penis and the popcorn what? through the popcorn <laughs> basket. <laughs> But then I guess it would be reaching into your girlfriend, so I guess her vagina would be so, under wait, the nerds. You, in this scenario, is it the that the the fella has beforehand sort of sawed a hole in the bottom of the bowl, then inserted himself into the bowl, then filled the bowl with nerds, and then sat down to watch? Well, a first movie? of all, I've seen yeah. that gag executed on film. <laughs> And maybe some of our listeners have in the movie Diner, Mickey Rourke does that to a girl. And so that's where all bad boys learned it, I think. Right. Unless it was huh. a cliche before Mickey Rourke's character <clears throat> did that in the movie. But yeah, you cut a hole in the bottom Is of the it- popcorn box, put your yeah. erection in it, and then yeah. your erection's gotta love popcorn all Wait, around it. Do you add do you add, do you add very hot melted butter uh directly? Uh, you do in a bit okay (laughs) coming right up as they say I know what you mean Mike because this whole dick in a popcorn box thing you do you know you think of your hands after you've been at the movies and you've been eating popcorn they're disgusting well Mm -hmm. that's gonna be your dick I'd love to see Neil deGrasse Tyson debunk this prank (laughs) from a scientific point of view yeah I get that he's excited about science, but he's quite the killjoy, eh? He is. Yes. And I'm a, I love science and learning about it, but even I got yeah. to admit, you know what, Neil? Yeah. Maybe it's like his you know. first time being able to fully fight back against the bullies or something. I know. Um, you know what would actually be a much better, I guess, prank uh, in, of this kind? You go to the movies, right? Yeah. You order a hot dog. You mm-hmm. and you stick it up dog. your ass. No, <laughs> you throw the hot dog away. Mike secretly. always wants to streamline pranks, right? To the- <laughs> you throw the hot. <laughs> the guy, the prankster, always becomes 
the prank to And Mike's so. pranks always involve something going up your ass. Yeah. Going to, like, just put it up your ass and be done um, with it. You, know, you, you throw the hot <laughs> dog too away elaborate. in the scenario. Then you put the, you, put the bun, you put the bun on your lap and then you lay your penis yeah. in the hot dog bun. You mm-hmm. reapply mm-hmm. mustard, ketchup, relish, onions, corn. And then you mm-hmm. hold a hot dog on your lap, but the hot dog is your penis. And then the person next yeah. to you goes, oh, can I have a bite? And you go, yeah, sure. And then they bite it. And they, I guess, bite it. But what I mean, at least the person's eating, they like, keep trying the to yank the hot. Well, that if happens you, in the film mm. Bachelor Party. Do you remember that, James? The Tom Hanks vehicle. No. From the early 80s. Oh, I've never a seen it. A guy puts his long wang on a hot dog bun and an old lady really? keeps trying to yank the hot dog off of the serving tray. You're kidding. Over and over again. Are you, and then honestly? the guy's like, ha, 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 ha. I'm serious. Uh, the two pranks we're talking about were featured in films in the 80s. Tom Hanks didn't do that just in oh, that's that so wasn't funny. just in that Tom Hanks movie. He also did that gag in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And also in Big. Yeah. <laughs> also in Big, as soon as he turned oh. big, he's like, Oh, I got something to do with this new penis. <laughs> it's in every contract for every movie he does where that gag has to be somewhere in the movie. <laughs> do you remember in Saving Private Ryan? The ex- extremely harrowing and horrifying um, scene where the guy's basically rocking the other guy to sleep like a baby while slowly beating him with his strength with the German putting the knife into his heart and killing him. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I do. It's really yeah. drawn out. And then yeah. remember the camera comes, leaves the room, goes down the stairs, and then it shows Tom Hanks having an old lady try to yank a hot dog <laughs> off of a tray <laughs> but with the same dramatic intensity <laughs> as the knife stabbing well you know that actually makes me think of remember that movie castaway oh that's a classic oh the, yeah the and hot dog you, scene in that was awesome yeah yeah, yeah. well there was that scene and remember it's like a weird scene like uh tom hanks is eating some clams or he's got yeah. some clams on his lap, yeah. and then he makes the, the volleyball Wilson roll over toward him. Yeah. And then yeah. Wilson, he goes, hey, Wilson, have some clams. And then the Wilson yeah. rolls around, and the clams trying to get one, but he had his penis in the clams. Yeah, and Wilson's like, so weird. I'm yeah. not talking to you anymore. And he rolled over to the other side of the beach crazy. for a bit. Yeah, it was the only time in the movie Wilson was actually under his own control and like a real <laughs> being. That was unexpected. And it does remind me, I hate to beat this dead horse, but it reminds me of the movie mm. Apollo 13 about that, uh, <laughs> you know, that accident that happened on the space mission and how, yeah. you know, they, they thought they were going to die, those astronauts. And then they had to sort of like uh, jerry rig uh, the equipment yeah. to, to make it work. And there's one scene where Hanks is like, he, he he's pretty sure they're, they're going to make it home safely. And he just can't resist. And his character turns <laughs> to Bill Paxton and Ed Harris. He's like, you guys, we've been working hard. It's very stressful. Do you want... Uh, why don't we have a snack? Why don't you guys have a little piece of hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of that awesome scene in Captain Phillips when the pirates <laughs> the pirates have taken over the ship and Tom Hanks, a.k.a. Captain Phillips, walks in and goes, hot dogs, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> that was right after the guy's like, I'm the captain now, right? Yeah. And then, and like, the like, next scene okay, was Captain, hot dogs anyone? Aye, aye. Yeah, he goes, aye, 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 and then he leaves. <laughs> well, the full line Comes is back with I'm, a tray of hot dogs. A silver, you. a beautiful silver tray. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Well, I'm just going to correct James and say the full line is 
I'm I'm the captain now, and I'm hungry for hot dogs. Uh, <laughs> right they cut that out of the trailer. The I'm the captain now. Now, what have you got to eat on this ship? <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, captain. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man that's a great well going back right. to runts i googled it because i kind of forgot what runts were and oh, I'm looking i love at, them so they're like little <laughs> fake bananas and oranges and strawberries and, and strawberries they were I my say favorite fake. i say they're imitation they're tributes. okay sorry they're tributes to fruit kind of <laughs> fruit tributes <laughs> yeah so runts were like little fake fruits and i'm looking up <laughs> nerds little fake fruit nerds were little <laughs> fake rocks know what I like. <laughs> and nerds were fake rocks so you had the choice do you want to eat rocks or fruit it's funny because yeah. fake fruit candy you're like yeah it's like fruit but rocks you're like yeah yeah they're not as nutritious for you as regular rocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, runts. I the oh man, I love those. Honestly, yeah. if you went to a bulk barn with runts, my goodness, or a bulk mart, whatever. They have nerds. They have runts. Surprise! They don't have fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> um. So be- before we, I don't know. Do, do should we? Do we have time for this, Mike? Before we move uh. on. You mentioned that because uh, you know it was it was Mother's Day this past weekend. That's right. And um, That's right. Mike, you mentioned that that you saw your mom. Yes, um, uh, for Mother's Day dinner, in fact. And a funny thing happened during dinner. It was very nice, and uh, we're having uh, pasta, a pasta bake that he made, and uh, I made a salad. He made. He made a pasta bake, like a baked pasta thing. Your brother uh, did. My brother did, yes. Okay. And I made a salad, and then while we were eating this nice meal, my brother mentioned that re- that over the weekend, while taking the bus here in Toronto, a crowded bus, uh, and this was at Mother's Day dinner, by the way, um, yeah. my brother mentioned <laughs> that on the crowded bus, he saw a man <laughs> who seemed to be troubled uh, take a plastic bag yeah. out of his suitcase and in front of everybody, take a dump into the plastic oh, no. bag on the crowded bus on Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Wait, wait. This was your younger brother coming from Ottawa? No, this is Terrence's older brother, slightly older. So on Mother's Day dinner and it's all nice and it's like, oh, Terrence is like, I've got a bit of a tale to tell. But also, which bus? So this is like a regular city bus? Um... It was King Street. So sorry, it must have been the streetcar street car? then. Just King Street Mike, car. Yeah. So wait a minute. Was it yeah. about three or four months ago, Mike? You saw a guy jerking off on the streetcar. Now yes. your yeah. other Terrence sees a guy taking a shit. It might be the same guy. It might be the the jerking off man's cousin or brother. But I sense there's some. There was connection. another guy too. Yeah. You saw like two guys. Yeah, there was a two weeks stretch where I saw is, two men masturbating on the bus and the streetcar. Is there something about the Boazzo brothers that's provoking this? It is a big I mean, coincidence. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I know. Just, I, you know, reporting. like, yeah, I do want to say, too, like if anyone who works for the TTC is listening, there aren't bathrooms on the streetcars. Yeah. Nope. Put a shitter on the fucking streetcar. What do <laughs> Otherwise, you Otherwise, we're going to keep shitting in plastic bags in yep. front yeah. of families. Yeah. Well, there should be a full porcelain toilet right in the middle of the streetcar <laughs> that you can use. Otherwise, we're going to keep shitting in bags. With beautiful, beautiful fixtures. <laughs> yeah. I would love it. Like, yeah. looks like an ancient, like, Chinese vase. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, um, did he say happy Mother's Day after he t- the shit was done? <laughs> happy Mother's Day, motherfuckers. Well, it was the day before. The shit happened the day before Mother's Day. Uh, uh, so he didn't oh, say that. But what the hell. But my mom so- didn't like the story. <laughs> <laughs> She was annoyed that Terrence told it at the table. She, she raised a disgusting son. That's all she could think of. <laughs> she just she, her, her, she screwed up her face and went kind of like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. A typical mom uh, thing. She didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Sorry, Terrence. And but her you big had to dinner. give it a shot. That's quite By the, the way, story. Yeah. Shout out to Terrence, who's a hilarious, great guy. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. who, who actually cats it for my girlfriend and I when we were away. Yeah. And he was this... fantastic. And so was his girlfriend, Patricia. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you want my brother in your home, please get in touch with the show. <laughs> you can reach us mm-hmm. at Evil Men Pod on Twitter or Instagram. You like a good stilted, Mike? Yes, sir. Do you like stinky mm. cheese, Mike? Like funky, stinky ass cheese? Like stilted you, um, is funky. You mean like yeah. nasty ass stank nasty cheese? Nasty ass, um, rank, you know, haven't showered, <laughs> uncircumcised, stinky ass cheese. Damn, girl, that's a nasty ass cheese. <laughs> uh, I, I think I can eat like in, in small amounts. Uh, it's okay, mm. but it's not the kind of thing, you know, you don't sit in front yeah. of the TV to watch um, uh, Better Call Saul with a big bowl of, you know, stinky, nasty ass <laughs> Uh, uncircumcised, yeah. dirty <laughs> cheese. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I like cheese that smells like a bush that made love the night before and hasn't showered yet. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know what you mean. And you we'd know, like um, to thank the dairy farmers of Canada for making <laughs> that type of cheese. <laughs> My girlfriend's uh, dad, who is a great, really cool guy, he uh, is like kind of an old hippie kind of guy. He's really not a great guy. Oh, God. But uh, he loves, like, honestly, stinkier the better. And I'm not kidding. Really? He brought a cheese over when he came over for dinner, and it stunk the whole damn house. Up. Like, he wants stinky, stinky ass cheese. It's good. My girlfriend's dad. That's that great. You mentioned that. It it, it rings a bell because if you ever go back and watch the old, uh, the original 1969 Woodstock concert film, <laughs> during like every band's mm. performance, they cut to the crowd and they're all eating this disgusting, stinky cheese and going like, yeah, man, it's, it's, it smells bad. It's great. Yeah, and then Love, that guy man. makes the <laughs> announcement. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, it just came to my attention that there's cheese that doesn't stink out there. Try not to ingest it. Remember when Jimi Hendrix did the Star Spangled Banner and it was like, <laughs> oh, the yeah. cheese stinks. But he hey, did. There's a nice song called Voodoo Stinky Cheese. <laughs> he lit his guitar on fire and then melted some gorgonzola over the strings. <laughs> and it apparently, if you were there on stage, the smell was disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And like. Yeah, he also used to like take his guitar to ski chalets, yes. light his guitar on fire, and then use it to heat up fondue. <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix loved cheese. Well, folks, before we move on, we should let you know that we have a Patreon account. The rumors are true. Patreon. Yes. And you can find it at patreon.com slash evilmen. And we've had a, a number of people sign up 
recently. Um, thank you so much to everybody who signed up. Um, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to do. It really is. You sign up and you get at least two bonus episodes every month. That's right. Which are very fun and wild. We really cut loose on them. We were talking today about how we maybe we're going to do like a Zoom uh, Patreon video thing coming up soon. So if you like the podcast, check it out. It's not that much and it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of fun, funny stuff. And, you know, it's nice. It's it, true. I just want to say that there were a number of, of patrons who made it out to the uh, to the live show uh, last week. And it's always nice to meet regular audience members, but it's very nice to meet patrons. And specifically, I was excited. I'm not going to dox him, but we did meet patron Turd. Turd is a patron. That's right. right. Supports the show. We met him. We... We raised a I'm glass say something together. about Turd, too. Mm-hmm. Turd, if you're listening, strong handshake. Oh. Well, with firm. a name like Turd. You'd think yeah. it'd be soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You'd think it'd be hard. soft and it would squish in between your fingers. And- <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah. uh, no. it was good. Yeah, nice to meet Turd. Nice to meet... Oh, I saw uh, Duncan I don't know was there, although we didn't see him because he tweeted at us that he had to get home to play Elden Ring. Yes. Um, uh, the, the, the Chicago oh, people. Did they, the Chicago people. Were they... Are there are they patrons, right? They're patrons or... I don't know offhand, but I I bet Honorary. they are. But they were so nice. I mean, they drove from Chicago to watch the show and drove back the next yeah. night. It, you know, uh, Aaron is the guy's name. It was his birthday. Yes. Yeah, my thanks, God. Aaron. You, those, and those thanks guys for the uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure playing like cards. Yes, playing yes. Cards. Thank you so much. Collector cards. I, I wouldn't drive nine or ten hours to see us. And I am us. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, all you guys are very sweet. And I know people say this all the time. Uh, we love you, but we do love you. We actually do. Like, I actually feel love. I wanted to also, before we get to the topic this week, I wanted to shout out my brother, Finton, who recommended the topic this week. And he is a sailor. And the the topic is sailing adjacent. And and James, I and, didn't know till hmm. recently you come from a renowned seafaring family. Well, you're right. Uh, my brother is is one of them, and uh, you know, many heart nets have took taken to the sea. It's funny because I, I would never, if I didn't know your brother was a sailor, and I don't <clears> think <throat> I'm alone here. I wouldn't think that you came from a family with sailors in it because I, I can't imagine you, mm. you know, scrubbing the poop deck or you know hoisting yeah, the well. sail or uh, doing battle with pirates or you know. Well, that's where you're wrong, Mike. Um, you, you really you you can't see me out in the open seas roughing it, uh, <laughs> drinking my own pee. And he teaches sailing in Kingston, Ontario. Is it? That's right. Check it out to uh, Top Mast. All right. If you want sailing lessons? There and you I've go. And I've told James before because evil men are looking for another trip to record yes. a bunch of episodes, like on a evil men holiday and mm-hmm. uh we are going on a evil men holiday um i don't know i'm trying to do a bunch of songs at once but uh it's good i think it'd be great if we recorded a bunch of episodes near a place where we could also get sailing lessons from finton that'd yeah. be cool he'd love it he, yeah. he doesn't he'd have a lot of opinions on the podcast he does listen and he looks like I, a grizzled do it. pirate man he does. It's kind of funny because he's a he's a fair bit older than me, 
And uh, so like when I started doing comedy, he was already off living other places, had a family, etc. So like with the podcast, I was like, I don't know if he'd think it's funny or what. And then one day, like when he listened, he uh, called me and he's like, oh, I listened to your podcast. It's really funny, man. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks. What, what, what did you listen to? And he's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was like uh, you guys were joking about uh, Ronald Reagan giving Gorbachev a hand job, but it was like funny shit, man. I was like, damn. Well, seal of approval. We're very political. Yeah. yeah. It's it's Finn Tin. Finn? Yeah. Yeah. With an F. I just want to say I, when I said grizzled old pirate, I didn't mean grizzled in a bad way. I meant like you look like, yeah, you've you've gotten the wind of the ocean blasted against oh, your he face does. a bunch he, of times yeah oh yeah he sailed which is all cool over to me which is cool to me he's he's got a real masculine look yeah i wish he, i had that i wish i, I had that too. masculinity yeah I, we i wish i had yeah. that i got you know? the look of a guy who walks around saying i love you all the time <laughs> i look like a kind of guy who once read a book that had a tough man character <laughs> <laughs> you're tough thank you yeah you're tough mike i wouldn't want to really make you mad thanks guys mike has the look of a guy who like when the bad guys are in his apartment looking for him they don't see him because he's uh crouched on the ceiling using his hands <laughs> and legs to <laughs> <clears throat> keep him in place up there what a feeling to be crouching on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a feeling to be hiding on the ceiling. <laughs> Being serious so, is lame, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, big time. So, Chris, <laughs> it's uh, it's topic time. Yeah. Breaking news. And topic about to drop. <laughs> 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 and uh, you, you know, it was my brother's suggestion, but you picked it. Um, what topic did you choose today? This week's evil man, uh, I'll give you a hint. Arr, Billy, go get me a parrot to fry. It's Blackbeard, Blackbeard the pirate. Blackbeard. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Guy Fieri uh, for a second. No, just joking. Yeah. I, I guess the pirates. Yeah, Blackbeard the pirate. But I guess they didn't have a f- deep fryer or an air fryer on their ship. So they couldn't they? fry up parrots. Oh. I don't think they did. Well, he's one of the but main yeah, pirates, right? Yeah. <laughs> What's the guy who played Swearingen on? Uh, oh. Ian McShane? played. Yeah, Ian McShane McShane played Blackbeard in one of the Pirates of the Caribbean films. Did he? Oh! Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean number four, which apparently was the most expensive movie ever made, and it's not that good. Damn. Yeah. So Um, we had uh, Johnny Depp on last episode, the actual Johnny Depp. That's right. We got a reference to one of his films in this episode. Yeah, you know, I sort of didn't really know Blackbeard was even necessarily a real guy that there was information on, but I see there is. Yes. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Blackbeard was an English-born pirate who roamed the West Indies in the late 1600s and early 1700s. Um, Little is known about Blackbeard's early life, but it is believed he was born around 1680 
and his name was either Edward Thatch or Edward Teach. And uh, I did hear that it's probably Edward Teach, uh, Teach by records. But for a long time, people didn't know. Pirates at the time regularly used false names, last names during pirating so as not to tarnish the family name. Right. So it, it like is guys- unlikely... Yeah. Like the guys in Kiss, they'd be like, you know, Starman or uh, yeah. Catman or... Well, considering um, that the pirates were often probably crude guys, I wonder if they came up with fun, weird names like that, like, you know, Jeff Pussy Eater or something. <laughs> Not to be crass, but you could imagine, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry yeah. for the crass comment, but don't you think a pirate? He's not going to be like, I'm Jeff no, Jones. No. He's going to be like, I'm Jeff ass shitter you know and then yeah. jeff is like i really regret just spitting that one out because now it's stuck <laughs> everybody says it yeah it's a bad offer i made <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but you know I what got- i'm saying these are pirates yes. this isn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. this isn't yeah. the cast of uh, whose line is it anyway <laughs> and now when we go to port too everybody knows my nickname so i gotta like deliver in the brothel yeah, yeah. everyone's expecting it <laughs> i'm gordon giant cock and then he's like oh this is actually I can't a hard live bit up to, to my, keep with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling like having a giant cock today, miss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe you're right. Hmm. Yeah. I'm Blackbeard the pirate. What's your real name? Nah, I can't tell you, but I don't want you to be mad at my mom. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've got family to think of. I'm sure you understand. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> give me the booty. I'm sure you understand. Don't tell me, Mom, I'm doing this. <laughs> Arr, there's nothing worse than disappointing your family. <laughs> now pass me that sack of turmeric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I did hear that on, I got to say, the podcast I listened to on the train, I think I mentioned it earlier, unless we cut it out, but uh, it was called... You're Dead to Me. It's a BBC podcast. And the mm. expert was actually a pirate historian and piracy expert, Dr. Rebecca Simon. So I have to say some Whoa. of my information that I got was straight up from another podcast and a pirate expert. Okay. okay. So I know, yeah, James, you helped and made some notes, but mm. I think this pirate expert, like, what do you think? Does she know or? She, she sounds good. I mean, I did my <laughs> notes off Wikipedia. So oh, shit. she probably is, has more knowledge than me. I got one factoid later that mm-hmm. is that you didn't get that I think is going to blow your honkers off, guys. All right. Ooh, okay. Okay. So, yeah, they used false names to protect their family. <laughs> so it's unlikely that uh, Blackbird's real last name will ever be known. Uh, Teach was likely uh, ra- he. Yeah, I heard he was <laughs> raised in Bristol, England, which Home was an important. Banksy? Ooh. Oh, sweet. Yeah, Could yeah. there be a connection? Yeah. Well, Banksy has a sort of pirate's anarchistic yeah. attitude. Rebel. Yes. Rebel. Yeah. 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 But Bristol at the time, the port was really one of the second largest to uh, London, I believe, if I'm remembering right. And unfortunately, the, the, the big uh, trade that they were doing there was Bristol was, they have an unfortunate history of making and uh, deploying slave ships from Bristol back at yes. the time. So that was their big industry. Um, in the early 18th century, a privateer, and if you don't know what a privateer is, what that was is, I've got the actual definition here. 
Um, but they're basically weirdly like government uh, sanctioned pirates. They give you like an independent vessel for you to go out right. and raise shit um, hmm. for the government. It says here in in MacBook Dictionary, a privateer <laughs> is an armed ship owned and officered by private individuals holding a government commission and authorized for use in war, especially in the capture of enemy merchant shipping. So you see what I'm saying? They did get ah, to act like pirates. Right. So it's weirdly like this pirate training school before they right. meet pirates. Right. So sort see of like, it sounds like, it reminds me of like modern day, like what we have, like, um, like our modern day police, where they're like the government hires a bunch of, you know, basically psychopaths and gives them uh, weapons and they just send them out to like, you know, uh, cause trouble in the streets. You know what I mean? yeah they're like i like these guys and then they go rogue and you get films like maniac cop which are based on probably a true story yeah Uh, yeah (laughs) um yeah so in the 18th century a privateer turned pirate named harry jennings and his followers decided to use the uninhabited caribbean island of new providence as a base for their pirating operations um New Providence was a good location for pirates. It was close to the Florida Strait and its busy shipping lanes, which were filled with European vessels crossing the Atlantic. Uh, New Providence could also easily accommodate hundreds of ships, but was too shallow for the Royal Navy's larger vessels. Um, The author George Woodbury described New Providence as no city of homes. It was a place of temporary sojourn and uh, refreshment for literally floating population. Uh, mm. The only permanent residents were the piratical camp followers, uh, the traders, and the hangers-on. All were transient. In New in New Providence, pirates found a welcome respite from the law. Kind of a romantic image, you know? This island that the, the, the police can't get to, and there's all these pirates on it, and they're just hanging out. Yeah. I mean, it was probably terrible, but, you know. Yeah. Spring break kind of, fun. kind of vibes. Yeah. I and wonder. just for the listeners and for me who didn't know before, New Providence is an island in the central uh, Bahamas there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nice. I mean, great weather. Better than Toronto. Yes. Well, that's why they wear all those like blouses half unbuttoned, just blowing in the breeze, enjoying the nice Caribbean air. I love air. that. It seems yeah. good, but I'll wait to judge. That's the thing. I, I definitely would have been a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Just for the blouses alone. <laughs> yeah. The blouses, the weather, you're on a nice island. Yeah. yeah. So many rings and necklaces. If I'm uh, thinking of Johnny Depp, you know, yeah. Is, yeah. Here's the thing about what's Johnny Depp's guy's name. Captain Jack Sparrow. Here's the thing mm, about yes. Captain Jack Sparrow that always bugged me. Mm. He's got these long braids and dreads full of rings and mm-hmm. wooden ta- like napkin holders and <laughs> braid beads and he's got rings and jewelry loose uh, blouse blowing everywhere how did this guy sneak into anything without getting all his crap yes. stuck on loose and back then carpentry yeah. think about it loose nails were sticking out of wooded planks and doors that's a great point he would have torn like, his scarves every... The, yeah. Yeah. If he yeah. was he ever in a, in a room with a cat, you're telling me a cat's not going to, yeah. you know, wanna, claw... A cat's going to... Oh, yeah. A cat's freak gonna out wanna, with all the dangling stuff. You can you know make what? so yeah. many TikToks of cats playing with 
Captain Jack Sparrow's trinkets. <laughs> I'd love to see Neil deGrasse Tyson debunk Captain Jack Sparrow's, you know, outfits. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, these pirates Captain probably Jack Sparrow's have to... actually not fun, according to the universe. <laughs> <laughs> these pirates probably have to sneak up on people. Good luck when you have five bracelets and two necklaces. That's what I'm saying. If Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow were really trying to sneak into like a bank or steal a chest of gold or something, it would sound mm, like yeah. a Christmas tree is walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Go to hell, Jack Sparrow, you fucking dumb piece of shit. Fucking Are they loser. bringing that up in the Johnny Depp tr- Amber Heard trial? There's like a lawyer. Per- like That's a lawyer's Johnny main Depp, like- argument. You can tell he's not of right mind because he made a pirate dress like this. Are you telling me that a pirate could sneak around unheard wearing this amount of jewels? Your Honor, I rest my case. Are you telling me... Your Honor, that a man who can play such a convincing scoundrel is not a real scoundrel in real life? (laughs) (laughs) I also played Edward Scissorhands. Um, That was my Johnny Depp trying to do Tom (laughs) doing Johnny Depp. (laughs) Beep, beep. Beep, beep. Edward Teach was one of those who came to enjoy the island's benefits, uh, New Providence. We don't exactly Edward know when, Teach but... Edward Blackbeard. Yeah. 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 He, yeah, he called himself Blackbeard. Uh, we don't know... Yeah, I'll just call him Blackbeard from now on. We don't know exactly when, but at some point, Blackbeard moved there from Jamaica. And uh, <laughs> along with his most privateers, uh, once involved in the war, became involved in piracy. Oops, we didn't have the name of the war here, um, but it's called the. He was a he was a privateer in the Queen Anne's War. I see, and then a lot of ex privateers became pirates. Yeah, and I also I found see. out that uh, Queen Anne was the queen represented in the film The Favorite by uh, Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman. Yeah, Olivia so Coleman? there's a cool little yeah. tidbit. So yeah, she had a war, and I think there was a that. I don't know if that's the same war, but there's a big war going on at that time where basically Spain was really weak and all these different countries were jockeying to take control of Spain. Uh, are you familiar with that, Mike, the historian of the group? No, 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 no. Okay. Nar. <laughs> so I'm just saying, I think that I've heard it. Yeah. But it might be, that might be what Queen's Queen Anne's war was about. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. So they became involved in piracy. Yeah. Once that was over. Uh, possibly around 1716, Blackbeard joined the crew of Captain Benjamin Hornigold. Um, um, we- we're going to have to pause here for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. But what a, what a I name. I wonder if he made that name up. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. I love Arr, gold. I'm Captain Horny Gold. <laughs> Why, what's what? that name mean? I like gold and horns. Captain Horny Gold seems like a name a uh, sort of uh, <laughs> corny dad makes up to have a sexy time with his wife in the bedroom. Yeah, it sounds like an Austin Powers time. character. Yeah, time for Captain Horny Gold, baby. <laughs> yeah, and Not he's got tonight, the worst Harold. like bronze tan and the yeah. white teeth. Yeah, I'm tired, Harold. Not tonight. I guess you're always it tired. Describes, yeah. 
<laughs> Horny gold. <laughs> That's a name that hasn't really survived, uh, as far as I can tell. I've never met anyone with that surname. Oh. Uh, or the yeah. surname Blackbeard. I've never met someone who's like, I am Jake Blackbeard. Anyway. Hmm. Hi, I'm Blackbeard. I'm, I invented a type of poutine <laughs> that comes with a hamburger crumbled on it. Um, I pictured some weird guy in Vancouver named Blackbeard <laughs> for making gourmet poutine. You know what? Um, Horny Gold, the character that James made up, mm. he goes, I like what James did. He goes, Horny Gold is here, baby. And she's like, Horny Gold or Glenn, whatever. I'm tired, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. he goes, uh, again? You know, mm-hmm. I got, you know, I've been holding back, uh, taking care of myself, you know, and I'm ready to go. And then she goes, I'm tired. I'm tired. What do you want me to do? And then he goes, all right, well, scooch over a bit. Horny Gold has is getting going to go to bed, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah. idea of a man still calling himself Horny Gold, but saying "scooch over." I'll get. I'm going to bed. Like when he wants maybe, to get sexy, yeah. he he puts on a, a an eye patch and maybe like a fake parrot on his shoulder and comes to bed. Like Horny yeah. Captain Horny Gold's here, honey. The pirate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but what okay. what was Horny Gold's deal, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much Mike likes digressing. <laughs> I love it, but when I'm, I'm so curious. about a horny old man. <laughs> but you Benjamin, love horny gold. You're curious about this horny gold. I want to know what makes The real dick. horny gold. You're right. Yes. No, you're right, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. We should focus on the real horny gold before we go to Off Our Rocker and pitch a new Crave series. Um, a renowned pirate who operated for New Providence's safe waters. So he was a known pirate before Blackbeard was really known. So he's kind of like, you know, Blackbeard becomes like Horny Gold's second in command type of guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. In early 1770, uh, Horny Gold and Teach, uh, Blackbeard, each captaining a sloop, which is a ship, set out <laughs> for the mainland. They captured a boat carrying 120 barrels of flour out of Havana. And Whoa. shortly thereafter, Brownies. took 100. Uh, yeah. Or we, cookies, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the pirates all made pot brownies. <laughs> anyway, yo, ho, ho, they sang it like really slow. Therefore, yeah, you mentioned uh, the word sloop. That's like a boat. I do remember that in the lyrics mm-hmm. to the Beach Boys song, Sloop John sloop B, John there's a whole B. verse about Captain Hornigold. And they say, oh, he was, you know, he's got a funny name. And yes, he well, was. Well, Captain yeah. Hornigold. <clears throat> yeah. And that part of the song bugs you because the the verse goes on for too long before before returning to the chorus. A sloop is a one-masted sailboat with a fore and aft mainsail and a jib. So it sounds like a modern laser these days. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. No, it's bigger than that, obviously. But it's one-masted sailboat. Yeah. So Havana has some real pirate history too, eh? Oh. Uh, as well as gangster. We got to talk about the gangsters of Havana in another episode. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Later they took af- took 100 barrels of wine. So this is like horny gold and black and Blackbeard working together they're, they're, with their sloops yeah. and their troops. Barrels of wine from a sloop out of Bermuda. A few days later, they stopped a vessel containing a shipment of Madeira wine, took the wine, and scuttled the ship. Damn it. Uh, so, so horny gold and Blackbeard were like Fry and Lori. <laughs> or 
double exposure in Canada. Like they were just a yeah. team of two guys who were raising hell. They were like the classic British Hollow comedy notes. duo of Dennis and Arnold. <laughs> Workman and Wise. Yeah. Uh, Ian and Archibald. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ruined your joke, James. No. <laughs> it was at this time that the earliest known reports of Blackbeard were made. Blackbeard was in command of a large crew of pirates. A South Carolina captain made a report saying that Blackbeard was operating a sloop of six guns and about 70 men. Mm. I I never knew. I, so I knew pirates kind of like kidnapped people, stole treasure and stole like rum. Never heard the idea that like, we're going to steal all your flour. <laughs> Guess what, Mike? The piratician or the historian and piracy expert, Dr. Rebecca mm-hmm. Simon on the, she said that, um, they actually didn't steal lots of treasure and heavy treasure chests. We Fuck. made that up in folklore since because okay. that would be too heavy on the ship. The thing that was most right. valuable then, that's why I made the turmeric joke because like, yeah, if you found like something like cardamom or even something like less than that, you know, a coriander or something, that was pirate's booty they would steal stuff like that because so was this like that's the era what the whole west like, indian trade yeah. was about right the values of the spices and stuff so silks and spice kind of stuff like that's what they were doing yeah really okay. like it's they didn't do buried treasure like apparently as far as people know <laughs> that was made up apparently like maybe vikings i think used to bury treasure and then hmm. you know it would be like a so maybe it comes from that lore, which we yeah, want your like- heart hot sauce, please. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like pirates were more focused on, you know, well, there's goods being traded. Why don't we intercept those goods, whatever yes. they may be and sell them, I guess. Yeah. Like they, they were, yeah. you know, they were almost hackers, Mike. You they know? also they- had a code with each <laughs> other too. Apparently like if you lost a limb mm-hmm. or, uh, or, you know, uh, a leg or an arm or something, you would mm-hmm. get like a severance pay of like 600 bucks basically or something nice. like that. Like they kind of looked wow. after each other. They had a pirate's code of the sea. Right. It's kind of cool. Yeah. But never big treasure chest full of like crowns and scepters and gold coins, <laughs> etc. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like uh, Scrooge McDuck's house. <laughs> um. So, Yeah. This is your note, James. It says at some point Blackbeard and Horny Gold encountered Steed Bonnet, but I heard it as Steve. Did you write it down by accident? Oh, I really could have made a mistake. Let me check. Let me check. No, it's Steed Bonnet, a a Barbadian pirate, sometimes called the gentleman pirate because I like that he was moderately a wealthy landowner before turning to a life of crime. Wow. Oh, that's another thing I I heard on. this is you'll think this is funny. I heard this on You're Dead to Me. Uh you almost had to be like middle class to uh, eventually become a pirate. That's why they probably changed their name because you had to get educated enough to huh. be like to sail a ship. Right. So it wasn't just like a random rogue jumping on a ship and huh. letting her go. So that's why like the pri- privateers was kind of like this training ground for people that like were wealthy enough to join. Right. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So it's bizarre. That's really interesting. Yeah. You'd think it would just be like these criminals leaving 
a pub drunk being like, nah, give me this boat. And then they just figure it out. And, <laughs> but they're expert sailors. So obviously right. you had to wow. have And they can make more education. money doing crimes than being like uh, legitimately employed or whatever. So, Oh, yeah. Think of like the ideas you get down there in that hot Barbadian sun or in Jamaica, you know? <laughs> Just like, yeah. why would I go back and give all of my, uh, you know, hard-earned spices to? What if they were like King George? Come back King to Bristol. George. You know, all is forgiven. Plus, you can be here in time for when the trip hop scene kicks off. Uh, <laughs> Portis head, massive attack. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. The orb. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I said, uh, Blackbeard and Horny Gold <laughs> encountered Steed Bonnet. So yeah, these are starting to sound like all fake names. Mm, yeah. A landowner and military officer from a wealthy family who had turned to piracy earlier that year. I'm going to be, uh, become a pirate, hun. Uh, Bonnet's crew of about 70 That's were That's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> br- yeah, I'll bring home... More bacon. Um, <laughs> Bonnet's crew of about 70 were reportedly dissatisfied with his command. So with Bonnet's permission, Blackbeard took control of his ship, the Revenge. The Shit. ship is called the Revenge. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. So the Pirate's Flotilla now consisted of three ships, Blackbeard on Revenge, Blackbeard's Old Sloop, and Horny Gold's Ranger. <laughs> as a it sounds like a fucking party eh like it sounds like what it we would have fun yeah it, we, it sounds like what we would have done if we didn't if we weren't stuck in toronto doing starting the laugh sabbath comedy show <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the thing is like it was mike the same says, era. i don't know if mike and i have the constitution to be pirates i hate to say it i think you could have maybe chris mm-hmm. I, i've got the attitude i'm gonna say i would have the attitude yeah, I would last one week longer than you before dropping dead, James, as a pirate. Maybe I that's think. true. I really Maybe do believe that. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. James is like well, think a people of what you have pleaser. To eat on the well, that's true. Yes, oh. <laughs> but think think of the diet that James would be forced to to eat. Right, tummy trouble. That well, true. I'd be in yeah. very bad situation with my stomach. That's a great point. Captain Hornigold wants to see you in his office right now. Yeah. Yeah. Captain. <laughs> I doubt they have a bidet on that, on that, the ranger. And that'd be a problem for me. Captain Hornigold, we are passing by land. I plead with you, please let us stop by just for a sec to pick up a sack of oranges. <laughs> Captain Hornigold, we're, we're sailing past Jamaica. I plead with you, please let us pick up a bidet for this place. You have no idea <laughs> the difference it could make. You know, toilet paper's just mush- mushing it around, but bidet actually cleans it off. Please, Captain Hornigold, I beg of you. Captain Hornigold, I'm begging you on my knees. You know that I've always done everything you've asked me to. We're passing by an island. I swear to God, I can see there's a coffee shop there. I, I just love to use the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> you know how James would die on the on Horny Gold's boat? They'd be like, Yes. Uh yeah, where's what are, what are the pirates' names? Like uh whatever. Like Matey, I don't know. Where, where's James? Where's James? Hmm. He, I told him to swab the deck. He's not there. Where is he? There he is, sir. 
and you're like, you're you're touching the water with your bare bum while holding onto a rope. <laughs> He's cleaning it. He said he wanted to clean his bum off, sir. <laughs> yeah. Like the waves are lapping your dirty yeah. bum. Yeah. And He's then you just fall into the ocean. What do you expect? There's no bidet on here. <laughs> Or he's disrespecting the sea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Looks like the sea. Davy Jones isn't things. going to like that, sir. <laughs> Davy Jones isn't going to like a shitty ass in his face, sir. <laughs> and then a shark eats you. So, as a former British privateer, Horny Gold attacked only his old enemies, but for his crew. The sight of British vessels filled with valuable cargo passing by unharmed became too much. Ooh. And at some point toward the end of 1717, he was demoted. Whether Blackbeard had any involvement in this decision is unknown. Horny Gold retired from piracy. So Horny Gold must have... Black... He had, a, a, an he had ethics. ethics to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. He was like, not those guys. Wait, I'm not... horny. I love gold, but that's crossing a line. <laughs> I want to say too. Notice how they haven't said they would kill the people on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't mention this yet, but uh, well, it doesn't matter. But they actually didn't kill as many people as you thought when they would take over a boat or rob a boat. Really? What? Mm. Uh, what Blackbeard depended on a lot instead was his presence of fear. He'd scare them into submission so that they would be like please take everything, just get it over with. And some of the things he did was, depending on what boat it was, they would fly like a French flag or a British flag, etc. And then, so they the other boat would think it's friendly. And as soon as they were close enough, they'd switch the flag to the old Jolly Roger, which is the <laughs> skull and crossbones flag. And then everyone would shit their pants because they'd yeah. be like pirates. And so they'd be like, let's get organized and just get this over with because they don't want to be killed. And Blackbeard also had this other thing to do to scare his enemies and stuff. He would light wicks or like um, fuses underneath his hat, like against his hair. So they would sparkle, <laughs> freak people out. Yeah. So like a Vegas like, show or like Cirque du Soleil kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Blackbeard yeah. is here. <laughs> Give me all your doubloons. Yeah. Wow. Um, it might be in the notes, but I just jumped ahead because... I wanted to say that about the, they didn't kill as many people. They they didn't have to. Interesting. Okay. And, and by the way, I just wanted to add one quick thing in about Horny Gold that I, I read but forgot to put in. So Horny Gold retired from piracy. Um, he ended up later becoming a pirate hunter. Like yeah. a cool job. Dog the bounty hunter, but but Horny Gold the the bounty hunter. The pi- horny gold, the pirate hunter. It's like That's the story a great name of uh, for a series. It's like the story of Billy the Kid and Pat Garrett. For real, yeah. You know that Pat no. Garrett used to roll with Billy the Kid, and then he got hired to track him down and eventually kill him. Holy fuck! Holy fuck, dude! We got to tell Billy the Kid. <laughs> you bet horny gold. He's working for the other side now. <laughs> horny gold flipped. I hate horny gold now. <laughs> it's me, Horny Gold. What's the matter? Do you guys hear something? Must be just the wind. <laughs> um, they're really mad. <laughs> I'm the saddest okay. former pirate who has ever lived. <laughs> <laughs> On June 24th, 
On 28 November 1717, Blackbeard's two ships attacked a French merchant vessel off the coast of St. Vincent. They each fired a broadside across its bulwarks, killing several of its crew. Ah! <laughs> and forcing its captain to surrender. I surrender! The ship was La Concorde, a large French guinea man carrying a cargo of slaves. Blackbeard and his crew sailed the vessel south along St. Vincent and the Grenadines to Bequia, where they disembarked her crew and cargo and converted the ship for their own use. The crew of La Concorde were given the smaller of Blackbeard's two sloops, which they renamed Bad Meeting, and sailed for Martinique. Blackbeard may have recruited some of their slaves, but the remainder were left on the island. Yo, dude, imagine being marooned on an island with a bunch of stinky jerks. I would hate that, actually. Yeah. But that is true. Blackbeard was kind of kind. Like, sometimes when he'd take over ships, he'd be like, being a part of my pirate flotilla is cool if you're down. And people would join him. (laughs) Would they be like, your name shouldn't be Blackbeard. It should be Kindbeard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, it's kind beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dump I'm all your stuff. Considering sa- rebranding. I'm concerned that kind beard isn't getting the image I want across. <laughs> Please, kind beard, to t- t- take this satchel of saffron and leave me be. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Uh, Blackbeard immediately renamed La Concorde as Queen Anne's Revenge. So he still had it in his heart for Queen Anne. Right. And he equipped her with 40 guns. On 5 December 1717, uh, Blackbeard stopped the merchant sloop Margaret off the coast of Crab Island near Anguilla. Her captain, Henry Bostock and crew, remained Blackbeard's prisoners for about eight hours. And were forced to watch as their sloop was ransacked. Bostock, who had uh, been held aboard Queen Anne's Revenge, was returned unharmed to Margaret and was allowed to leave with his crew. This is what I'm talking about. So again, another example where he took a hostage and let him go. Bostock or Bostock, whatever, later said in a deposition that Blackbeard was commanding two vessels, a sloop and a large French guineaman. Guineaman, yeah, I think it's pronounced. Dutch built with 36 cannons and a crew of 300 men. The captain believed that the larger ship carried valuable gold dust, silver plate, and a very fine cup. Urgh, that made them so mad. What's Blackbeard doing out there with a very fine cup? That should be our cup. Blackbeard's crew <laughs> had apparently informed Bostock that they had destroyed several other vessels and that they intended to sail to Hispaniola and lie in wait for an expected Spanish armada, supposedly laden with money to pay the garrisons. Bostock describes Blackbeard as a tall, spare man with a very black beard, which he wore very long. It is the <laughs> it'd first... Be funny, it'd be funny if he was like, yeah. he was a tall, spare man with a big, bushy, blonde beard. <laughs> <laughs> Blackbeard was a tall, clean-shaven man. <laughs> he just had one of those like jazz uh, beard like goatees underneath his lip. He had a red strip of hair. Soul patch. (laughs) Blackbeard with the blackest soul patch I've ever seen. Yeah. (laughs) Black patch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? There's a pirate called Soul Patch who's like a rival of Blackbeard. He just has a soul patch. It doesn't grow much longer than this. 
Whiskers. Yeah. They say that Soul Patch loves the band Train, so the rumors go. <laughs> He'll often break out an acoustic guitar at a party and just start strumming, and people don't like it. <laughs> Soul um, Patch listens to the Goo Goo Dolls, they say. <laughs> So in Bostock's description, when he's describing him, it's the first account of his appearance, uh, which is the source of his nickname, Blackbeard. Uh, Later descriptions mentioned that his thick black beard was braided into pigtails, sometimes tied in with small colored ribbons. Um, That's cool. So we had fun with it. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you like this, guys? Um. Make it fashion, they say. Yeah. Captain, uh, uh, nice ribbons. Um, <laughs> another described him as such a figure that imagination cannot form an idea of a fury from hell to look more frightful. Whether that is true or embellished is unclear, but it seems likely that Blackbeard understood the value of appearances better to strike fear into the heart of one's enemies then rely on bluster alone. Blackbeard was tall with broad shoulders. He wore knee-length boots and dark clothing, topped with a wide hat, and sometimes a long coat of brightly colored silk or velvet. Despite Oof. his ferocious reputation, though, there are no verified accounts of his ever having murdered or harmed those he held captive. So there you go. So maybe people got murdered sometimes when they'd have like a cannon fight. Right. But he didn't personally be like, kill this guy you know yeah. so right now we're seeing like maybe his evilosity comes from going against the law of the sea and robbing people true although as you say it sounds like he went from state sponsored piracy to independent piracy exactly so I don't know I mean right now I, he doesn't sound that evil to me I'm just being honest yeah so here we go. He's in. He's he's really growing now. Really, he was only a, a a major pirate for about two years, which is funny considering his legend. But I guess he was a privateer for a long time too in the war. But uh, see, so yeah. So Blackbeard, it's it's seventeen, eighteen now. His fleet's growing. He's pirating. He's invited uh, a Jamaican log cutting sloop to join the pirates, which they did. They sailed for the Bay of Honduras, where they added another ship and four sloops. Blackbeard's fleet then looted and burnt a ship called Protestant Caesar. Then <laughs> probably... <laughs> that's a pretty crap. I would hate to be a... a that's a bad ship, boat name. A shipmate on that. Yeah. Mm. I'm on the Protestant Caesar. Which one are you on? Revenge. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Queen Mary's Revenge. No, okay. I'm on like a pretty boring guy's ship. <laughs> they probably sailed to Havana, where they captured a small Spanish vessel, then started looting wrecks of Spanish vessels and attacking even more vessels. So they were on a freaking roll. Sounds kind of like the role like John Dillinger got on with Banks. You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, he was just uh, aggressive, daring, uh, confident, just hitting all these ships. Or you too, after Actung Baby. They yeah. were basically unstoppable after that. You're right. Yeah. Well, they thought until Zeropa came out in 1993. <laughs> yeah. And we're coming up to Blackbeard's Zeropa pretty soon. Oh. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> Which yeah. I liked. I love Lemon, Numb. I mean, Far Away So Close. They're all good songs, Lemon. but not commercial hits. 
So yeah, right around this time is when Blackbeard got a giant pair of bug-eyed black sunglasses that he wore all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote Started the music in uh, falsetto. It was confusing. Yeah, Blackbird got wrote very political. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. And he was using samples. Blackbeard's not about samples. Yeah. By May 1718, Blackbeard had awarded himself the rank of Commodore and was at the height of his power. Late that month, his flotilla... This is his big thing that he's... The legend really built around him. He he, His flotilla blockaded the port of Charlestown or Charleston. However, it's written different ways in different articles I've read. In the province of South Carolina. So they blockaded it. Over the next five months or, or five or... Sorry. Over the next five or six days, about nine vessels were stopped and ransacked as they attempted to sail past Charlestown. Blackbeard took some prisoners doing this. He told the prisoners that his fleet required medical supplies from the colonial government of South Carolina, and that if none were forthcoming, all prisoners would be executed. Their heads sent to the governor, and all captured ships burnt. Blackbeard's demands were agreed to. He received the drugs. Blackbeard kept to his side of all the bargain and releasing the captured ships and his prisoners, albeit relieved of their valuables, including the fine clothing some had worn. So that's pretty freaking ballsy. So, so he's man. super he powerful. A he's whole just, port. Of, yeah. Yeah. He, he's colony. super powerful blockading a whole port and saying like, hey, we need some supplies and we're going to block your port until you give them to us. And then they do. So he's just like very powerful. Now, another tidbit that I was really excited to tell you guys from your dead to me from mm-hmm. Dr. Rebecca Simon she was saying that one thing that was rampant and why they probably needed medicine, what do pirates do when they reach port? They meet Have some... Sex. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. I, I was going to say they meet someone to be intimate with, but you said it more more crudely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's polite this up a bit. And sometimes when you're going in and out of so many different ports. Yeah. What kind of uh illness Your ship turns you... green. Your ship turns green. <laughs> <laughs> My ship stink is stinky. <laughs> My ship hurts when I pee. <laughs> There's pus coming out of the end of my ship. <laughs> it tastes disgusting. Um, it doesn't taste like the usual pus. <laughs> I tried to eat pineapple, but it... <laughs> oh. So, this is effed up. And this is according to the You're Dead to Me podcast, the BBC podcast. Mercury. They thought mercury cured syphilis, right? Syphilis was very rampant back then. It was a mm. hard disease. But you know what they freaking did? Oh, and what? Did oh, no. it really work? Actually, mostly made it worse. Oh and no! Get Go on. sicker. <laughs> they injected the mercury into their peepee hole. Oh, these Blackbeard, fools! You've done some weird stuff uh, in your life, and this this takes the damn cake. So they don't barely don't understand anything about medicine and they go, ah, my penis hurts. Should I should break open this thermometer and inject something into it. A bunch of Guys. stinky, <laughs> a bunch of stinky pirates who have like scurvy and they haven't washed and I've they- got an idea. <laughs> Just inject it. Yeah, maybe leave it to the professionals, guys. 
I think they might have like I think medical professionals might have thought that at the time. Oh yeah, you're right. We're talking about like 17, 18 here. Yo ho ho! All of a sudden, when they need to know, uh, (laughs) all of a sudden they need to know how hot it is. They pull out their dick, and the mercury (laughs) comes up. This is also before they any we knew about mercury poisoning. I guess. Yeah, Yeah, these days. They don't well, recommend you uh, put pouring mercury into your uh, penis. <laughs> if I was a pirate on a ship watching other of my shipmates doing that, I would say, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't fit in if you didn't. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. I'm really mm-hmm. susceptible to peer pressure. I'd be the first one. I'd be like, guys, follow my lead. It feels great. <laughs> and uh, I would uh, drop dead. Yeah. Good Lord. You know so- what? That's actually like the fucking vaccine. <laughs> yeah. That's what, people in the future are going to say that about the vaccine, man. It's true. You injected medicine to help you. <laughs> so Chris, did did Blackbeard not use protection when he was, you know, making love? Oh, that is a good question. No glove, no love. I'm not sure about Blackbeard. Blackbeard. I think Blackbeard pulled out a lot, but um, Okay. <laughs> well, that is in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. They do show that. They make a point of showing that several times with Ian McShane. Yeah. I just pull out. Um Savage. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah so what kind of condoms? Were, so pirates hmm. were around, yeah. <laughs> so pirates. pirates were pull-out method people. Okay. Well, you know, like in modern movies, when people are having sex, they show like a rocket blasting off or like a train yeah. going through a tunnel. Specifically yeah. the uh, naked gun. <laughs> <laughs> Modern movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For the pirate one, it showed a, a ship backing out of port. Um, okay. Pulling out of the port. Yeah, we got to edit a lot here. Um, so stepping back for a minute, in 1717, mm-hmm. piracy was so bad in the Caribbean that merchants petitioned the king for its suppression. The king's council agreed that the issue was urgent, replying that the whole trade from Great Britain to those parts was in imminent danger of being lost. They came up with something called the Act of Grace. On 5th September 1717, George I promised a royal pardon for acts of piracy committed before the following 5th January uh, to those pirates who surrendered themselves to the correct authority before the deadline. So there are the, rumors so that Black piracy was, was so bad this. that, yeah, the piracy was so bad. They're like, what the hell do we do? And the king's like, okay, we'll make a deal. If you surrender, you're, you you won't be convicted of any of your piracy crimes. We need you to just stop being pirates before that bad this to get date. immunity. Before, before this January date, 5th, yeah. yeah. Whatever your crimes were before this date, you're good. You're right. good. You're good. You're, good. you're clean. We won't, you know, it's water under the bridge. Now. <laughs> I got a job for you. Um, yeah. So, so what were they going to do if, rumors if you that, didn't surrender? Well, then they'd you're probably still hunt you a down. Fugitive. So there's this so, act yeah. of grace. King George mm-hmm. says, "Hey, pirates, I'll pardon you. 
Yeah. And there's rumors that Blackbeard was interested in this. Seems he had a couple of men surrender as a test to see if the pardon was real. But then once the men returned to Blackbeard, he stripped their ships and abandoned them. Blackbeard also Hmm. marooned 25 men on an island, possibly because they knew of his plans and he was trying to stifle a revolt. Ah, Real hmm. marooner. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what's it called? Blackbeard and his much reduced crew sailed to Bath, North Carolina, where in 1718 they received their pardon. Blackbeard Blackbeard just took it. He took the pardon. Yeah. And then guess what? He got permission to become a privateer again. Uh, which was useful way to keep board uh, ex-pirates busy. They'd basically let them be pirates, but under the uh, king's mm. watch, basically. Right. But by the end of August of 1718, Blackbeard was bored and decided to return to piracy. So it didn't Blackbeard. really itch. This reminds me of the Charles Ponzi episode and a few other episodes. It's in your where blood. Where a bad person, a scammer, a criminal has an out. They take it, but then they just go, eh. Or Adam me. Sandler and Uncut Gems. You know, they just can't resist. They can't stop the chasing that high. Oh, God. Yeah. I got to be true to myself. Yeah. yeah. Addicted to being a pirate. You know what? Mm-hmm. Being a privateer? It's just not me. <laughs> uh-huh. <clears throat> um, so now Blackbeard is back at it. The governor of Virginia said that Blackbeard's presence in the area was a crisis. Lieutenant Robert Maynard had two heavily James armed... James Keenan. Yeah. So mm. here we are all the way back to the singer of Tool is in this story now. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he, Sorry. No. Uh, Lieutenant Robert Maynard had two heavily armed sloops and was given the task of stopping Blackbeard. On, Nove- on 21st November, Maynard found Blackbeard and his pirates anchored on the inner side of Ocracoke Island in North Carolina. They had a gun battle. About 20 of Maynard's men were wounded or killed. Maynard was getting trounced, but he had an idea. He and his men hid below uh, deck. Blackbeard thought the ship was empty, fired grappling hooks, and boarded what he thought was an empty ship. Maynard's men then burst from the hold, shouting and firing. The plan to surprise Blackbeard and his crew worked. The pirates were apparently taken aback at the assault. Maynard and Blackbeard fired their flintlocks at each other, then threw them away. Blackbeard drew his cutlass and managed to break Maynard's sword. As Maynard drew back to fire once again, Blackbeard moved in to attack him, but was slashed across the neck by one of Maynard's men. Badly wounded. Oh. He was then Are attacked. You heard Blackbeard? No, it's the mercury in my dick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cut off my dick, please. <laughs> Badly wounded. He was then attacked and killed <clears throat> by several more of Maynard's crew. Whoa. The remaining pirates quickly surrendered. I give up. Maynard later examined Blackbeard's body, noting that it had been shot five times and cut about 20. Blackbeard's corpse was thrown into the inlet and his head was suspended. They, they decapitated him. Suspended his head from the bowsprit of Maynard's sloop so that the reward could be collected. On their return to Virginia, Blackbeard's head was placed on a pole at the entrance to the Chesapeake Bay as a warning to other pirates and a greeting to other ships. And it stood there for several years. Hey, look at that head. 
So, oh, honey, wow. we're in Chesapeake Bay. See the head? <laughs> Are you sure we're in Chesapeake Bay? That's fucking Blackbird's head. You fucking never listen to me. Um, <laughs> there's another legend, and I don't know how true it is, but yes, they, they severed his head. I read another take that Maynard was the one who cut off his head, decapitated him. Um, but they paraded it around. They put it on the spike. They did all this stuff. But then after, and it was like a gross, decaying, stinky, like... Yeah, how Ebony's dad likes his cheese. That was mm-hmm. his head. But uh, but then they co- covered it in like silver and used it as like a drinking mug and it stayed at a bar forever and people would drink like their pints out of his uh, head. His sort skull. of like the Stanley Damn. Cup, how they fill it with champagne and the winning team gets to drink out of the Stanley Cup, except it's a, a dead man's head. Yeah, and like wow. they hoisted above them and go hurrah <laughs> uh, but the thing is didn't we just we do we do an article about that mysterious killer in uh the port area of london remember that and like yeah. they had like a skull or some weird thing like in a in a pub for I mean, it's an old british thing to do yeah Keep a trophy for your pub that john ratcliffe the ratcliffe yeah. highway killer yeah. yeah 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 thanks for looking it up yeah right so there you go. Whether you believe that legend or not, his life ended with people chugging booze out of his silver skull. You know what? It's not a bad Worst way to, to go. Yeah. 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 Thanks, James, so much for uh, writing up most of the notes with your, uh, when I was stuck on a train for eight hours. My pleasure. It was interesting. I, it was a lot of, there was a lot of juicy details on Blackbeard. Um, so guys, before we go, before we wrap this puppy up, I feel like I should pull out the evilometer. Let's do it. Yes. Oh, it's come here. Come here. Come here. Oh, it's okay. It's got a little pirate hat on, a little uh, toy parrot on its shoulder. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yo ho ho uh, and a bottle of fun. Eh? He's uh, in the mood. He's 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 being a yeah. pirate. Um mm. all right, so uh let's put our inputs in here of what we think uh what we think uh Blackbeard scored on the evil scale, one being least bad, ten being most bad. We call it the Urkel to Hitler scale. Um <clears throat> Mike, why don't you go first? I'm giving Blackbird <clears throat> take Blackbird, two. Blackbird, Michael, I'm, you got the Beatles in the brain. I'm not- I've got Beatles in the brain, Penny Lane, Walrus. I'm giving Blackbeard 5.9. And I'll tell you why. Um, the fact that he didn't, I thought he was like a mass murderer, but he, he seems to not have killed just stolen property. Um, and even though I think that we need to protect private property at all costs, um, I guess because <laughs> he didn't kill anyone, he's a pretty good guy. He had some flair by putting those napkins and strings in his beard or whatever and the sparklers Mm -hmm. in his hair and um the only downside is i guess he littered the ocean with a lot of the vessels he sank but uh, yeah 5.9 um i could go next good score um i'm giving blackbeard a 3.0 i don't think he was very evil at all it seems like he just didn't respect uh the dumb laws of his dumb country. You know what I mean? Like he's doing the same thing that the privateers are doing. He's just not, yes. the government just didn't give him permission. And this is what he learned being a privateer. Yes. What I saw, I mean, maybe he was a shithead to people, but we, mm-hmm. we didn't really see that in the research as far as I can remember. So I'm giving him a 3.0 because he probably did some nasty stuff, but 
I mean, yeah. the story of Blackbeard, it's not exactly, uh, you know, it's not exactly terrifying. <laughs> He's just a guy who didn't like who took some cargo. Yes. And also, it sounds fun. Honestly, his life sounds sound fun. fun, except for the mercury in the in the dick part. I yeah, wouldn't and people drinking like out of his head. Yes, yes. Christopher. Yeah, it's hard to give him a high score, eh? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, since I I like his life and I want it. Mm. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna give him a two. Nice. Wow, the lowest score you I know, think ever. Stick it to the man. And yeah. he did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was very anti-capitalist, it sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he lived in the moment, you know, he uh, said yes to uh, yeah. the dress, mm-hmm. as they say. He said yes to his uh, instincts and just followed his freak flag, you know? Yeah. And he was decapitated just for his beliefs. Sad. That's, yeah. Like the decapitator, uh, Maynard should be... Uh, Go higher on the evilometer. Absolutely, honestly, for killing if, if, if freedom. A, if we just watched a movie of the story we told, uh, Maynard is the villain to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not Blackbeard. And the comic yeah. relief is probably mm-hmm. Horn Gold, Horny Gold, Horny Gold. Ooh, I'm horny, Horny Gold. Get out of here, Horny Gold. <laughs> you're not uh, strong enough to be captain. Okay. <laughs> can I still be horny? Yes, horny gold. You can still be horny. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, um, so there we have it. There's our evilometer scores for Blackbeard <laughs> the pirate. Thanks, guys. That was so interesting to learn about this about this famous pirate. I hadn't I didn't know anything about him. Hey, thanks for having me uh, on your podcast again, guys. <laughs> My really pleasure. Special. Check out at Chris Lock Fun on Instagram. And yeah. Yeah. These guys are great. Check out Evil <laughs> Men, I guess. It's pretty fun. You guys are doing a good job. Rock on. Well, I guess that wraps up another great, exciting, thrilling episode of This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!